Pleasure to be with you again, folks. Philip here from Bravo Charlie on behalf of the Australia China Business Council, and we're at IMARC, the International Mining and Resources Conference, with Alan Siri, That's right. CTO of Acura. Yeah. And we're standing in front of a truck that has just come from where, sir? It's just come from the Pilbara. Yeah. We just brought it down from the Pilbara and brought it over to Melbourne for the show today to show people how to remotely connect all of their uh, infield devices and machineries. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, what is it specifically? So what we have here is uh, basically it's the same as the, as the carrier networks, except it's a privately controlled. So it's a 4G LTE network, self-contained on a trailer to enable machines and people to be connected where there's no network available. Beautiful. And you just told me what LTE stands for, I just learned. Long-term evolution, which so, is interchangeable with 4G, which is fourth generation technology. Beautiful. Yeah. And we have a flyer in front of us, and it says that the, um, the communications can be described as the nirvana for on-site geologists. Where do you get that claim from? What's so going on? Uh, one of our clients that used this trailer was able to, remote, um, in real time, stream data from their drill rigs back to Perth and analyze it with, and, and have make informed decisions within about two to three hours of receiving the data. Typically, wow. that took about two to three to four days. Yeah. Somebody, a geologist would drive out to a drill rig. Mm-hmm. He would download the data onto a hard drive and try to find a way to get that hard drive to Perth, whereas yeah. we were streaming it in real time via, via the 4G access network and then via satellite into Perth. Wow, beautiful. So, and, I mean, satellite's traditionally one way. Do you have two-way? Yeah, no, it's two-way communications. So we can, we can hook up machines and people and sensors all via one network now. Wow, okay, because I know there'll be another interview you see which has uh, the drone people on it. And on that, I was talking to the gentleman about, well, how do we actually, if we can get this data back to a central point, then we can work with it, then we can process it. Though my issue being in media always in this country has been getting that, getting around that. People want to sell me fiber links. So So that's the bit that we provide is that communications link between wherever your data source is and where people want to analyze it, we can help join that gap. And that's what we do as a business at Acura Technologies. And so what's the business case behind this? Like how much this stuff looks carry grade? <laughs> that sounds oh, expensive. It, it, using one of the, you know, the, the phrases of, of the moment is like informed decision making in real time. If you, can, if you can make a decision quickly, you can optimize how you're operating your, your assets. Yeah. So I I'm not sure if that makes sense, but... It does. I mean, if you've got a lot of planning equipment and you've got a large workforce and they have to wait a day to find out what's going on, that to me would be or costly. Or they've been capturing useless data for a day over what they needed to, that, yeah, that this will help optimize that, that whole supply chain. And you're being the CTO of the company. How did you get into is your background in comms and telecoms? Yeah, so uh, I originally started off doing a master's in radio a long time ago, yeah. and I've been working with... Uh, carriers and equipment suppliers for about 20 years until I moved to Western Australia and then eventually get involved with mining. Yeah. So I worked at one of the big mining companies for a number of years and uh, then we, we had a few great ideas about how we could take some of the emerging carrier technology and bring it into enterprise. Um, we were having a chat about underground, uh, underground mining yeah. and where does this fit into that? So as we understand it from the underground mining uh, customers is that they've been denied access to broadband technology underground so again another use case of 4G or LTE is to take it underground and give these guys access to data so they can have phones, they can have laptops they can also enable a lot of autonomous projects because they now have connectivity so they can take people from underground they can still do the job but they're above ground in a safer environment 
And if you'll excuse me diverging from the commercial aspect for a little public service announcement around 5G, we were having a chat previously. What's your take on 5G? What do people need to know? What are they scared of and why don't they need to be scared of it? I don't think you need to be scared of it. It's just about higher capacity, higher throughput for um, when you bring people, a lot of users into a small area, they'll still have a good use of on their devices. And the thing that was fascinating to me is that it's a two-way transmission. So your mobile phone is the thing that's actually sending things back. Yep. So that's got a power output. So it's not that the radio antenna is going to fry you. It's your phone's going to fry you. And it's already frying you if you're concerned about that. So it's either put the silver jacket on or that's embrace right. the new technology, really. That's exactly right. So. And if there was one thing you wanted people to know about wireless transmission technologies and maybe, what would you tell them? I would say that it's here today. You can use it and access it. This trailer is available today to go to site. It's not, it's not a concept that people need to, need to get comfortable with. It works, and we can prove that and demonstrate that. Yeah. And what's your uptake been? Sorry? What's your uptake been like in the commercial market? So we've been going as secure technologies for uh, just over two years now. We now we've, we've already grown to a workforce of 57 people, so yeah. we must be doing something right because yeah. we've been demand-driven. People are coming to us saying, can you help us fix our communications problems? Yeah. And competitors in the market? Yes, there are a few emerging, but uh, we, we think we've got some first mover advantage and, and some great clientele use cases that, that are just repeating them for more clients. Pilbara, I haven't personally visited, though, harshest environment on earth as far as I'm... It's beautiful too, though. And, and beautiful. Yeah. So what do you need to pay attention to when putting sensitive communication technology into that environment? Uh, I would think you need hardened equipment. Uh, it needs to be able to survive the Pilbara environment, which is... which is a great use case for telecommunications equipment because it's already been designed to sit on the top of a light pole or the top of a tower for 15 years from Siberia to the Middle East. So it is, it is fit for purpose for use in mining environments in the Pilbara underground. Yeah. So. And for somebody investing in comms tech, have they got to roll out this investment every time they start a new project or do these things last 10 years and you pull them off, pull, move them between sites? So there's, there's a whole range of how you want to... Uh, generate your business case we, we can lease this equipment out so you, as you use it you can pay for it uh, the life cycle of this of this equipment is typically around 10 to 15 years and it's still in its infancy yeah so we, we think there's a long life ahead of people who make an investment in this technology and if i do invest in this technology in one of your trailers yeah. is this consistently updated for you as the cto as new tech comes to market are you pulling it swapping them in like what's that sort of thing like so typically the hardware platform will, will remain stable but there's consistent software development that, that we maintain as part of a managed service. So we, we will keep it up, up to date on behalf of our clients. Beautiful. And you mentioned um, people monitoring data that they may not necessarily need to be monitoring. Do you have some sort of optimization process or do you go and look at a site and see, well, what metrics do we need? What do we need to, what so, data do we need to pull out? So if you look at a communications trailer here, it's got a satellite backhaul. Mm. You could send all of the information back, and that may not be the most efficient use of a satellite link because it's expensive. Yeah. What we can do is run an edge analytics platform on the trailer mm -hmm. that gives us the ability to do to, to a first-pass sanitization of the data locally, and then we only send the results that are necessary back over satellite, which is the expensive part of the whole solution. Yeah. Beautiful. And acquiring that satellite access, is that something you manage on behalf of the clients and then they pay the satellite contractor? You can do it whatever way you want. We're very open to any sort of engagement model. Most of the exploration and mining companies that we deal with already have 
a, uh, an agreement in place with a satellite service provider. Yeah. So we just configure this to work on, on via their contract, mm -hmm. but we can also supply that if needed. Beautiful. I have very limited knowledge of the satellite network in Australia. Do we have our own national satellites up there that we there, get to share bandwidth? There with? are many global satellite networks that you can access, yeah. and, and there's plenty of capacity, so that the price for satellite uh, backhaul has become far more affordable in the last few years. Yeah, fantastic. And what are you excited about in uh, technology? Well, for us, it's about connecting all the machines and people together so that they, could, they can work collaboratively. Yeah. yeah. That's the exciting part for us. Yeah, beautiful. I know as we were speaking to, and you'll see in the other videos, um, Aware Sensor Technology Company. And I mean, as our IoT advances, really everything needs to be connected. That's right. Um, is there any sort of standardization platform or like standards API that the mining industry or resources industry is pushing towards so that people can actually, you know, not cut each other's lunch as they develop platforms alongside each other? Well, Part of the reason why we promote 4G or LTE is that it is a standards-based technology. It's exactly the same that all the other carriers across the globe are using. So you can bring any device you want and, and put a SIM card into it and it should work on that device with a bit of configuration in the yeah. background. So that it's not proprietary, it's a fully open standards which gives you choice yeah. and that brings around competitive pricing. Yeah. So like J-Car for the Pilbara. Possibly. <laughs> it's a bit of the, a stretch, but yeah. yeah. Um, the, if there's one thing you wanted people to know about accurate technologies, what would you tell them? Uh, we're, a, we're a very rapidly growing business. Uh, we will have a national footprint within the next few months. We're opening an office in Melbourne and in Brisbane, we're currently WA-based. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're excited to help people. So I Beautiful. It's like everybody from Perth's coming back to Melbourne. Ah. That's it. Um, thanks so much. Anything you need to find, information will be in the bottom of this video, and I'll tag you on LinkedIn. They can have a chat. Thank you very much. Great. Thanks for Thank your time. You.